Saturday Live. I am the big guy, Ryback. Thank you for joining me, everyone. Watching, listening, whatever outlet you are using, I thank you for taking time out of your day to join me. Streaming live on Instagram and TikTok, the big guy, Ryback22. And as always, this, this podcast, this show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition. And today, guys, we are running for the last day of the month. I'm doing a sale on this show until midnight Pacific tonight. I'm giving you, it's July 31st. I like to do things that are in accordance with things that are in sync. I'm giving you 31% off until midnight Pacific on feedmemore.com for all your Feed Me More nutrition wants and desires. All you got to do is use discount code SATURDAY31. SATURDAY31. I got it in the description. It's on the TikTok, on the header there, the code uh, SATURDAY31 on feedmemore.com. Guys, massive savings on the best supplements on the planet. We already have fantastic pricing and we're giving you even better pricing. So take advantage of these. Stock up on your favorite supplements, guys. I'm telling you, these deals don't last forever. I've been very, very lenient with the sales to keep business going strong during COVID, but we won't be doing all this stuff all the time. So take advantage of it. Discount code Saturday31feedmemore.com. All right. What's going on, Jake? Good to see you, my man. Hello, hello, Jake. Always a pleasure to see you popping in. Thank you, thank you. What do we got going on today, guys? I uh, did see earlier. I've not sent any messages or uh, inquired. Uh, I saw that uh, a guy that I've always been very, very, uh, I've always liked. A lot always got along with a lot, him and his brother. Uh, but but Bray Wyatt supposedly was released from his WWE contract. Uh, I've seen some different things uh, saying that one, it was budget cuts, or uh, I've seen crazier things saying it was because he uh, refused to get vaccinated. I don't know any of the particular details. Um, I know he's been off of TV for a short period, but. Uh, I'm, I'm, he's, I, I put it out though. You never know one of these things. I think it's easy to get everyone gets mad and gets upset and uh, starts saying this and that. I always kind of just the sit back and wait approach to see uh, until, and plus if I want to find out, I could find out. And I just haven't sent any messages yet uh, on what the deal is, but nothing truly, truly ever really shocks me anymore. But this one, this one was a bit of, like I said, a bit of a head scratcher. I didn't see it coming. Uh, with it, but um, it's like I've said everything I've ever talked about in the past. It all comes out to being true at the end of the day, and uh, I think Bray, though, he's one of the most talented, most creative people uh, in pro wrestling, and uh, I think he's going to be more than more than just fine. You know, uh, the, the, we'll kind of have to wait and sit back and see what's going on, and. Uh, I, I don't, the, the budget cuts thing, I'm going to tell you why the budget cuts thing, and I'll get to this super chat in a minute here. 
budget cuts it, it, it is not a, a, a it is a, a, a BS reason. Um, and it's a BS reason. It, and by BS reason, it's not true. Um, I don't care if he was on a $10 million downside, which he wasn't, right? Uh, and, and the same with Braun. And the, the, the downsides these guys are on are not astronomical downsides to begin with. It, they're not making nowhere near what they should, even though I have no doubt he signed a much better contract than the one he was on than when I was there. The amount of revenue his brand is bringing into the company far surpasses his downside guarantee. I promise you. I promise you. Absolutely promise you. So the I when I see that the there the, it gets fed out into the news that budget cuts is the the reason being given, I go, oh, I wonder what really happened because there's something else that's going on. The budget cuts is that's a PR move uh, to cover themselves um, professionally uh, because, like I said. It doesn't matter if he was on a million dollar or a million and a half dollar a year or a 500,000 a year downside. The Bray Wyatt brand through their worldwide merchandising, which is enormous, was bringing in and making the company far more than that. So the company is cutting profits by cutting a guy like that. Doesn't make sense. But I don't know. There could It could have been a mutual decision. It could have been he wasn't happy. I don't I don't I don't know any of that stuff. Um, and, and typically that stuff will come out later. And I'm sure I will find out the reason. And if I choose to talk about it, I will, but I don't usually on some of the things. And uh, it is what it is, but I, I think it's uh, it's unfortunate. You know, a guy is no longer with the company. And I think it's always important to, I've told you guys this, the logo does not make money. It's the wrestlers that make the logo and then the owners, the money. And uh We've seen it time and time again when you just cut these people. You guys develop relationships with the people. You're, you're developing relationships with the people that play the characters, not with the logo. And I can't stress this enough. And that's for any promotion. The logo is nothing. The logo is just simply the place that the talent shows up at. And I shouldn't say that the, the, the logo is not nothing. It's the brand and it does. It is the brand of the show. But the logo is not who you guys develop your relationships with. Right. And everybody I grew up liking, I know I didn't grow up loving WWF or WWE. I grew up loving the, the wrestlers that I watched on TV. And I will forever always love the guys that I grew up watching on TV. And it doesn't matter where they're at. And and I hope that people are educated enough, which is <laughs> asking for a lot for some, but it is what it is. And hopefully you understand the importance of the wrestler, the pro wrestler, and how uh, key and pivotal they are um, to any brand success. What's going on? But this past year, they have lost a lot. I agree. And I don't understand. Like, I've talked about it before. It's almost as in Vince on the, the shareholder meeting mentioned that he would pro he was probably going to give AEW even more talent, which seemed to be foreshadowing of this Bray Wyatt uh, release, in which, in my mind, it's almost as if he wants uh, – it's one of two things. Either they're selling the company and there's something weird going on with short-term numbers where they're trying to hit a certain thing to make as much money for Vince. Um, and then he's going to let them, the other company, go back and resign these guys, which is a very possible situation. Or Vince is truly trying to give AEW as much help as possible to give himself one last challenge before it's game over for him. 
<laughs> it's one of two things. It, other than that, it makes no sense. So unless Bray just truly asked for his release, but we've seen it with the other people they've released. It, it's right. So. I did not get released from WWE. I walked away and let my contract expire. I won't. Again, you don't believe lies and misinformation. I'd never, they would never fire me in a million years. I promise you. Never. It wasn't happening. And uh, it was, I walked away. So I, I don't know how many more times we can, it's five, over five years. How you don't know the accurate information on it is beyond me, but that tells me you're probably looking at some some of the wrong places, which in that case, I might tell you just to not watch the show. Just leave. Umer lost 23 pounds. My man, good deal. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and just because I see you were spamming. You've asked that question several times. You're out of here. Yo, man, it's still good to see you, buddy. Appreciate, man, but that's cool. You lost 23 pounds. That is awesome. Uh, Cole, I'm not turning my head like I have a tick. I record on multiple platforms. I'm streaming on Instagram and TikTok as well. So I will occasionally look at the cameras because I got three different cameras that I'm playing to so that I'm not just the side of my head the entire time, even though this is my hard cam, essentially the primary cam because I'm streaming onto three outlets on this particular camera. And then the other two are for the individual platforms. That's why it looks like I have a tick in my bed. But it is, I don't know all the details on the brace stuff, so I kind of will hold, you know, I don't really, it's, it is what it is. Uh, what is my favorite ice cream flavor? Well, I, I don't eat a lot of ice cream. When I was a kid, I used to eat a lot more, um, and I used to eat mint chocolate chip was always my go-to. I always loved Rocky Road. I always loved chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip. If I had to pick one growing up, it was... I, I ordered mint chocolate chip from the Thrifty's ice cream store um, that we would go to. We'd walk and go get ice cream during the summer. Uh, oftentimes, my, my mother would take us. And uh, and then you know, we'd get the good cones, and which they still have Thrifty ice cream. But I'm, I'm being vegan. Uh, I know Ben & Jerry's has a lot of the plant-based uh, ice creams now that taste just like the, re the regular dairy. Um, we use in cashew milk and almond milk, and some use coconut milk. I don't hate coconut milk, but I like the cashew and almond milk uh, variations more. Um, and I think they taste very true to what I grew up uh, liking. And I've only had that a couple times, and they were for Ryback TV stuff. So, But, um, yeah, mint chocolate chip. Rocky Road, though, a good cookie dough, too, occasionally. You know, I don't think there's – I used to get sherbet a lot, too, when I was a kid. Sherbet was always good. Never can go wrong with a good sherbet. What else we got? The way they milk those. <laughs> I thought that was a serious comment for a minute, and I was like, oh, one of these guys. Uh, 
did Mateo ever come back? I was listening to the audio in my mail truck and said, damn, finally Ryback let a prick let's let's a prick have it. <laughs> no, Mateo is not he's not since shown. He literally just logged off the thing. I think he just was thoroughly, thoroughly just completely defeated. And uh it's I, you know, I, I have fun doing it. I like people to hear the people that make those comments so they could actually, you know, I will say he was much more well-spoken than, than the majority ever are. Um, but he's just, I mean, just a young punk ass little kid that has no life experience and honestly probably has bad parenting or whoever's in charge or, or if it's not bad parenting, it, it's, it's not, not ideal parenting. And, uh, or he's an entire he has he's around the wrong people and he acts a different way that his parents don't know about. It is what it is. I mean, he's a guy. I'll tell you, there's never going to be a fan or anybody that's going to win with me because all I do is present facts, and then I'm I'm much too well spoken for the majority of them to keep up. And that's not not to say I think if there's somebody with a true gift for gab that can go, my one saving grace is as I just present facts, and then everything they're presenting is lies. So they go up and smoke when they get confronted with facts. And the one time, the only other guy, and he was, of course, a New Yorker, he all he resorted to was just straight cussing because he couldn't keep up. And he that's all he was like screaming and cussing. And it was absurd. And so that I don't want those ones on because it's like that guy had a mental illness straight up. And I was just like, Ugh, that's toxic. We don't even need don't even want to give anyone like that attention. But you don't know that until you sometimes, you know, go one on one with them. Uh, yeah, Mateo did. Mateo didn't know that the Intercontinental Championship was the Workhorse Championship. Nor did Mateo know that his favorite wrestler, Why Kenny Omega, was called the Cleaner. Which is just again, though he would have to read books, which Kenny's, you know, obviously does. Kenny's a smart guy, which he got that from with with the the Tim Grover guy with Michael Jordan on on the book on cleaners how that's an elite level athlete, like how, how he didn't know that. And that's his favorite guy. I was just like, Oh, you, you, you don't, he doesn't put the work in. And that's typical of people like that. So. Oh, I'm mad. I would love, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to, me and Kenny Omega are going to have absolutely fire, amazing matches. I already, I already know the two, the way our styles, my style blends very, very well with guys like that. And uh, I can even do a lot more when I work with guys like that. You see, the the thing that is hard is when you have to work really, really big, heavy guys where it, it doesn't – because then there's only so much you can do. And that's not just me. That's an every wrestler thing with that. But I'm not – I'm of the size where I could do pretty much anything. And, you know, not, not that all those guys are going to pick me up – but they have an arsenal of different things that combines well with my arsenal. And it always, and I can already tell he's that's one, that's one guy that, and that the way he's, he's his promos and every, I like, I, he's really coming to his own. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his watching his, and I think he's just going to keep getting better and better with it. Love you, big guy. Do you like cheese? That's a random just a random question with, with nice compliment followed by random question 101. Do you like cheese? Um, yeah, but I don't being vegan. There's a lot of really great plant-based cheeses. Biolife makes the best one. 
which I haven't had in probably about a month, month and a half. Um, I was doing grilled cheeses for a bit. I would do one grilled cheese a day and man, it was a good grilled cheese, but I, uh, I haven't had it. My diet's been really, really tight. Yeah, my, my matches with Kalisto, I, I really, really uh, liked as well. But I, I will say, and even that, and I and with, and there was one spot that I went against even my own psychology, and I did so on purpose because I was leaving. And it was an F you to everything. Was this, the one spot um, that we did, which got a great reaction, but it was absolutely made zero sense. And I'll be the first one to admit it. And I remember Bubba Ray came to me in the back after this spot, and, and he goes, Jesus, like put over the match, and uh, and he goes, but oh, why'd you do that? And I go, because I, I didn't care. And it was where I gorilla pressed him off the second uh, rope, top rope or second rope. I can't remember what we were on. Maybe it was the top rope. No top rope. Yeah, I don't remember. But I gorilla pressed him for him to hit the ground to pop up. Um, for what did I go for? What did we do? I hit him with that move, and then the next thing we did was he hit me with his finish. So essentially, even though he kind of went back on the cell briefly, that's not a move that if I would do that in a match where I want a guy popping back up on, but I purposely wanted him to look as strong as possible just with everything because we had no buildup and I was going to do the, the heel stuff with Punk. I knew going into it to get as much heat because we had no build going into that. Um, but it was zero psychology and I knew it, but it was, I was already so unhappy with everything going on and I, that was, and it was partly done for that reason on that but yeah and i think a lot of the other stuff we did before that um in other matches made more sense um but it is it is harder it is harder when you're working that and to keep people's beliefs suspended but Kalisto is very very talented and very good yeah the judge big guy yeah that new york guy clearly clearly had had mental issues Popular game when I was growing up? Is that video game or board game? Monopoly was always the, the game of choice, I think, as a kid. Um, as long I had I had a whole closet full of board games. I was a big board game guy growing up. A lot of board games. A lot. Me and my I had a sister too. She was big. We played a lot of Candyland growing up as well. And uh, but I had I had a whole closet full of games. Uh Video game, I remember, I, I absolutely loved the game Marble Madness. Marble Madness to me was, because it required some skill and some thought with that game outside of some a lot of video games, even though there are a lot of games that do require. Um, but I always liked Marble Madness. Clue, Clue was another one. Very good game right there. Big Clue fan. We loved, I loved Jenga. I still got my Jenga. It's the only game I still have from when I was a kid. I got it sitting in my living room, believe it or not. Uh, Hungry Hungry Hippo was another one when I was a little younger. Fasting is a great way to lose body fat when you do it properly and consume adequate calories. Uh, on a consistent basis. And uh, I think a lot of times when people, you got to, if you start fasting, you have to do your homework uh, on nutrition first. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to stop eating. Like, because what happens is that people, I think they, they get scared of food 
And I see a lot of people develop uh, food um, issues and where they, they get carbs scared, they get food scared, and then they, they go to the extreme of fasting and don't get enough calories in. Um, and so that's why I'm a fan of only doing it once a week on that and not being too, too. Um, and then I try to do a log one every, every four or five months, three months, every once in a while on that. I played cards. I played cards a bit growing up. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I never learned how to blackjack was one of the only games I knew how to play. Um, and even that, I didn't even know all the rules and being in Vegas. I just never got caught up in the gambling aspect of, of that card games like that. I liked Uno though. Uno was a big Uno guy. Our family, we were a big Uno family, big Uno family. We'd go to the grandparents. We'd all get at the table. Big game of Uno. That was, that was a norm in the, in the, in the Reeves household, Uno. Thank you very much for watching. As always, guys, I'm going to remind you several times in uh, today's podcast, 31% off Feed Me More Nutrition until midnight Pacific tonight. Take advantage of this huge sale with discount code SATURDAY31, SATURDAY31 on feedmemore.com. Got a good, we got a good showing going on here today. YouTube, a nice amount of people watching live, greatly appreciated on that. Uh, I don't drink a lot. If I'm going to drink, uh, which I had last night was my uh, drinking night for red wine uh, before I um, I started my fast. Uh, and I, by that, I had I had a bottle um, a bottle of red wine, and that is equivalent of anywhere from five to seven beers. Um, and I try to space that out if I'm going to do it once a week, but not going crazy. I don't do hard liquor anymore. Um, every once in a blue moon, maybe one of those like seltzer beers, but even that, I mean, that's very rare. If it's, if I'm going to have alcohol, it's usually uh red wine on that. And, um, because at least with that alcohol is alcohol at the end of the day, but at least with red wine, you're getting some of the antioxidants and resveratrol and, uh, and I, and I drink it with a lot of water. I don't get drunk on it. It's more just a relax. It's a mental release. And uh, I've really cut back on that. Like I said, I, I was the other day, it was, I was, I, I almost last night wasn't, I was going to stretch it out to go two weeks. And I go, oh, uh, thank you, Indy. I'm going to put you in timeout for spamming the chat. And if uh, it continues, I'm going to have to block you, even though, and I don't hate you. I don't hate any of you, but I, I do have to shell shock some of your asses when you act out of line and mess up my, my chat. Bangladesh, I see you. Thank you very much. All right, Bangladesh, I think you, uh, I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke weed. I'm not a weed. Uh, I, I, it, weed doesn't work well with me, man. I, I, I've, and I've tried enough of it where I've never been like, oh, this is good. I don't, I don't, I'm not productive on it. Like as far as I get, I'm more often than not going to get paranoid and get and get anxiety, and I don't get any of this stuff in my regular everyday life. The feeling I get off red wine is my ideal feeling that I I that I truly love. Uh, I don't I don't like things like marijuana and where it can make you sleepy. Different, and I know there's all different strains and all that. I just don't I don't I don't, like I don't care for it. I know a lot of people do. I I am a big believer in it for people that do like it, that believe they thrive off of it. 
I though just I I don't. And it's not just not my thing. Um, let me go ahead and shell shock that one. We're going to shell shock. Thank you for messaging again. We'll shell shock that one. Good deal. We talk about the Bray Wyatt, the Fiend release early on on this uh, episode, guys. It's crazy even saying that, that we that, that's a thing. But there, there might be uh, a lot more going on than we know about. And I know somebody said, and I don't know how true it is, somebody said, that it was because he, he, he didn't want to get vaccinated. Um, and I will say this, that there's one, I fully support him in that. And, and I truly hope that is not the case of the company. Nobody should be forced to ever have to get that thing. Um, and I don't believe in it personally. You know, but I, if it's your choice, if you want to, great. But they've now found out, it's come out, that they are paying off organizations, sporting organizations, and uh, influencers and celebrities monthly to promote the vaccine, um, which is a big red flag, major red flag. And I will say this, WWE, I knew this the moment I saw that, were running pro-COVID uh, commercials with their talent. They 100% no doubt have received money from the vaccine companies or from the government to put up those on the thing. And I think that is a major red flag. And I think that is something with the Bray Wyatt stuff, I would I would like to see some more information on this because if if so, that would explain why they came out and said budget cuts um, to try to protect themselves legally uh, because it would be illegal to fire somebody over that for that for not wanting to get the vaccine. I don't know how true that all is, um, but I wouldn't be shocked. It, I've seen it, it's I've talked about everything I've ever said on here has always been one hundred percent accurate and true, um, and, and nobody could say otherwise. Everything I've ever said has, has been proven true. So that's why I, and it's like, you know, it is what it is. But I, like I said, he's beyond talented. And no doubt, I 100% hope the day his contract is up, he shows up in AEW. I think it'd be a great opportunity with him to, to be affiliated with the Dark Order as well. And I think from a storyline perspective, fans would be very, very into that. Germany, thank you for stopping by. Umer, thank you very much. Stock up. You guys, we got the kick out immune system support as well. I haven't been sick in almost nine years. Ever since I created this formula in WWE, I created this formula as the majority of them in WWE after I got really, really sick and got a case of pneumonia, was coughing up hard phlegm and I had to wrestle and I couldn't breathe. And I go, I'm never going to, like, I used to get sick a little more often, not a lot, but more often than I, than I ever did before I got into wrestling because of all the travel <clears throat> with all that. And uh, so our kick-out immune system support is as good as it gets. I'm telling you, with the ingredients that we use in it, with the vitamin C and the echinacea, the astragalus, but the allicin, the garlic allicin, the extract allicin from garlic is my secret weapon that when I started taking that with the vitamin C and echinacea, and then later add the, added the astragalus to that, was a complete game changer. So check that out. I promise you, guys, it will help. And it's not, it's, it is something, and we, I rushed that out last year when all this came out. I put made, I've made it available. I, I have it as an add-on on the website. So you could save $10 as an add-on for, for an extra bottle. Like, and I've done discounts. I even gave it away for free 
for a short period to help people with their with their with things to take this. It's good for you. It, it, it's it's top quality. So we have um, take advantage of the the thirty one percent discount today. Okay, this is a good question. <clears throat> Stratus, Stratus, you got me with this. I love dumb shit like this sometimes. Who would win in a fight, a rabbit-sized Brock Lesnar or a lot? Wait, a rabbit-sized Brock Lesnar or a lion-sized? Wait, a lion-sized? You got to finish the. I need. I need to know what the lion. Huge money being thrown to me on TikTok. Thank you, guys. Super chats are always welcomed as well, guys. Your questions guaranteed to be answered, and if I miss it, I will get it back if, if you let me know. Uh, if I could main event WrestleMania with one other wrestler, who would it be? CM Punk. That that way he's forced to wrestle me. That's the stipulation. He re-signs with WWE, and then I work out a deal and get everything all straightened out. And my deal is, is I main event WrestleMania, but it has to be with Punk, and he has to put me over. So he gets his main event that he wants, but he has to wrestle me one last time. Everybody wins on that, right? I think that's amazing. Storytelling at its finest. Uh, do I think if I go to AEW, they could help me with my social media? Absolutely. Um, and I talked, you know, I've, I tell you guys, I've, I've talked to Cody, um, but I haven't, I don't, I haven't brought that up to him because I'm one, I'm not there and I have no affiliation with them. And I, I had someone that was supposedly going to be able to fix this. And we're waiting to see if Twitter verifies me. Uh, on that, uh, on the recent verification, um, because I did have somebody go in uh, to the Twitter account um, and supposedly fixed some things, but it won't, it supposedly can't be fixed until the verification is finished. I don't know how, it sounds a bit shady. So, and uh, I was dealing with a hacker um, who's a professional, but it, it, we'll have to wait and see on some of these things. Um, and then once I have that information, but I do think regardless, uh, I, my goal is to sign with Vayner Media or Vayner, the Vayner Sporting, um, Gary Gary uh, Vaynerchuk Sports Agency. Uh, and Gary is uh, invested in Twitter. And again, I just don't know what, how to message these people. Like I've talked to Gary multiple times and I, I don't, it's very complicated. So I want to make sure that I have a, an affiliation with them before I ask for a favor, if that makes sense. I don't want to just like, hey man, can you help fix my social media? It's weird. I put it out there publicly, and I feel like if he he is able to help, he will reach out. And I don't know. This is we're dealing with something really shady here with this with the, their this thing. So, and it's clear as day. You can nobody can argue that. I, and I posted the analytics, even my stuff on Bray Wyatt today, in uh, posting things that are very relevant going on. Not even one percent of my followers saw my Bray Wyatt tweets today. Not even one percent. How is that even possible? Even though I got more likes than I normally will get and more shares, I didn't get more, more, get seen more because they're not, that's what they do. Anytime anything takes off, they cut it back and it's just not seen. How is that possible having nearly 1.5 million? But, you know, we're about to hit 1.4 million on TikTok here in 19 months, right around that. And on, on it's Twitter, I haven't gained a follower in five and a half years, over five years. So it's in fact of lost followers because they're not showing it to people. So any, anytime somebody follows me, the unfollow rates higher than the follow rate. 
Thank you, thank you. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm not familiar with that. That I don't know who that is. And that's not an insult. I, I honestly, I don't know who that is. Uh, thank you, Ketchup Squirts. What's my favorite social media platform? Instagram. I like TikTok, but TikTok isn't as user friendly. I feel like as even Instagram. As far as Instagram is just, I and I and my content's being seen a little better on there than it was. Um, but Instagram is is probably my favorite. Mitchell Shotanis, my bud. Super chat. Favorite versions of meat on the table. Just the the feed me more, the feed me more one. Um, the um, that was the only meat on the table I ever used. The first first WWE theme song before they beefed it up. <laughs> uh, so funny. Uh, was meat. It was just called meat. And I was just like, that's a weird name for a song, Meat. But I ate a lot of it, and then it was Meat on the Table. And then I always asked, I go, am I, am I a, um, can't, am I a cannibal? Because it, the, my my theme song is about hunting in the wild, but I'm hunting humans, and the meat is on the table. So I think the Ryback WWE character was a cannibal, um, based off of that information. That now, now leaving, now I'm vegan. I've, I've completely done a, a, a complete 180 on the situation. And uh, now it's beyond my, my new theme song, No Joke, will be called Beyond Meat on the Table. And I, and the, the clothesline is going to be on the Beyond Meat hook. And I'm going to, I hopefully will sign a major deal with Beyond Meat and be their spokesperson with Feed Me More. I think there's a lot of this stuff that I've ended up doing in this is going to make me millions and millions of dollars much more than even into my, in my, my prime. And they say 40 is your 40 is the, the best year of your life. They say that's like, if you poll people, at least that's what I saw in family feud on the, based off the family fuel po- family feud po- poll, it was for age 40 was your, the best year of your life. So I'm anticipating year 40 to be the best year of my life based off family feud. Thank you, gamer dude. We're good for right now. Okay, the question has been completed. Here we go. Who would win in a fight? A rabbit-sized Brock Lesnar or a lion-sized Michael Cole? Oh, rabbit-sized Brock Lesnar all day long with those two. No doubt. No doubt. Rabbit-sized Brock Lesnar. Even if you would have said a Godzilla-sized Michael Cole, I'm going with the rabbit-sized Lesnar because he would he would get on his body and scurry his way up, and then he would gnaw away at the giant Godzilla-sized Michael Cole's neck, and he'd bleed out. No doubt going with the, the rabbit-sized Brock Lesnar. Not even, no hesitation. Oh, do I like the instrumental version? Yeah, I like the instrumental version of it. Uh, yeah, I love I love the theme song. The only thing I ever with my theme song is I I 
I do sometimes want it to be faster. I do think a faster version of my thong, my thong, my thong, <laughs> my thong, my song would be badass. And I'm trying, I even think like the, the intro is too slow, even though it works because of the entrance, but I don't think I'm going to be doing the energy entrance when I come back. I think it's going to be just straight out to the ring, badass, go ready to fight. Uh, and there may be a jam the hands of the energy into the thighs as like a brief thing on an entrance, but not the whole energy entrance that I did before. I want to tighten that all up. Yeah, of course I've seen the clip of Al Snow talking about me eating. I was it was it was I was in the 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 deal. I was on the show. How would I not know about it? <laughs> yes, they mixed Kurt. Okay, so true story. This is a funny. I don't know. I think we've talked about this. I can't remember. When me and Curtis Axel started tagging, this whole thing was such a just a mess. We didn't, we didn't, we would come out to our individual songs. Like one of us would come out and stop on the stage, and then the other one would come. <clears throat> and then we're like, uh, I know in the meeting, I think it was Road Dog who pitched the tag name Rybaxel. When as soon as I heard it, I go, I love it. And I had no like I I always liked I always liked working with Road Dog a lot. I think Road Dog is very creative and clever. And uh Rybaxel, I was on it all the way. And then so I'll never forget. They were trying to figure out like what to do with our with our theme song, and we're in Gorilla to go out for a match, and we hear "Feed Me," and then it just went into like some weird. This is before the version that you guys heard on TV. It went into the most ridiculous, orchest like orchestrated theme song of Mister Perfect that was so botched. And we literally broke up laughing in tears. We go, do we have to go out to this? They go, yeah, yeah, go. That's your music. And uh, we only went out to that like once or twice. And it might even have been dark for that. I don't even remember. I don't think, because we, we did some entrances for TV where our, our entrance, we did a lot. Our entrance was dark. And, uh, and then finally, they blended the music of, they took out the Feed Me More, and they just had my intro. And then they actually blended in Curtis Axel's song, which I actually thought was very well done. I actually enjoyed our theme song. I thought they meshed that together. And our songs oddly go together pretty well. So, uh, and that was the perfect meat on the table version of that, which is available, I believe, still. What else we got going on? Yeah, SummerSlam is in Las Vegas. I should orchestrate actually an autograph signing um, the, that weekend. Uh, we would absolutely kill it. I don't know. I should reach out to see if there's a, somebody that could do. If anyone knows a vendor in Vegas, I think it would be a very wise deal. I would like to, because uh, I think that, that that would be the perfect opportunity because I'm getting ready. I'm going to start doing some signings again for people interested. You could book me. Uh, I got a signing coming up in Albany on September 18th. I'm doing a mall signing because um, while my mother is not uh, working, I'm able to do some stuff now that the COVID restrictions are are lifted um, and, and places are, are doing signings again And um, because I stopped everything for Sophie 
over three years ago, three and a half years ago, three years, yeah, three, three years ago. Uh, hasn't been quite, I think it'll be three years and no, we're getting, we're getting close to it now. Three years since I, my last match, but uh, doing signings again, uh, it's been three years as well. So I'm going to do signings and I, uh, until my shoulder's ready. Uh, and I've had some promotions reach out actually. Uh, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about who or what, but then I just said, I'm not ready quite yet. And uh, when I am, I promise you, I'll, I'll let you know. I do believe there's going to be some really good opportunities to maybe even possibly work for multiple promotions um, when I come back and do something really, really cool. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. I haven't even thought, but it's nice to see things coming in and uh, in, in some people reaching out. And uh, But I, I do want to do more signings right now. And my, I had a, my day today, we had a big day breaking up the scar tissue in the front of my shoulder today. And I'm, I was just doing the softball before I got on here, the scar tissue. I'm in a very, very good place right now. Uh, and I don't, I, I'm very hesitant to give a date. I just think it's going to be very soon that I'm going to be ready. The thing with me is as soon as my shoulder is going strong, I would like to have ideally about a month, three to four weeks of really intense hard training sessions, as well as getting back in the ring to get myself in tip top shape. Um, because I'm looking at this as an opportunity. I don't want to come back and be like, oh, I'm trying to get in shape as I'm back. I want to be my all-time best. And this is obviously I've had restrictions on a lot of the things, but I've been training very, very hard. I'm in fantastic shape, but I want to be better than I've ever been. And I do have a, a sense of responsibility on me being vegan and being almost vegan for a year that I don't want anybody to have anything to hold on to. Um, to say, oh, you don't look as good as you used to look, or you're not this, and because they're not taking into account that I needed a five-disc fusion and shoulder replacement. So for me, it's no questions. I just want to be better than I've ever been on all accounts. And, and right now, I'm in a very good place. So, But uh, I do want to do more signings. I would love to do a SummerSlam signing in Vegas. And I don't know how I would like to, I think there's going to be an opportunity for that. If not, I may just look into, I could get that all set up myself probably. Um, and make an absolute killing. Uh, so uh, I should, uh, but it'd be good just to get out and meet people again. That's what I'm excited the most about, but also make a shit ton of money. Because <laughs> I haven't, I lost all wrestling income for three years. So it's to me, it's like a, a field day seeing this come back again. And I will say, just so people know what I'm going to be doing on my signings uh, for people, if, if you know any promotions that you would want to reach out to, to bring me in. What I'm going to be doing is because I actually end up making more money doing it this way. Uh, so to bring me in for a signing, it's a $1,000 guarantee. And I'm doing a 50, 50 split with promotions from now on, because I did this in the past when I used to have my rate, when I used to make 4,500 to 5,000, I actually make more money when I do a 50, 50 split because they promote it better. And I'll end up because it's very easy to make way more doing that because uh, usually it's 25 for an autograph, 25 for a picture or a $40 combo for both. And it's, you know, you get a few hundred people that's in which my signings always do very well. And so what we're going to be doing is that 50, 50 split uh, just with a one K guarantee for the deposit paid up front, which is deducted out of the 50, 50. And it's going to, so I think promoters are going to be very happy because you're going to make a lot of money with me. Um, and there's, I don't think they're going to have any issues. Uh, and I'm doing that now that, I'm healthy again, and I want to get back out there. And I know with COVID and everything, people are going to be very hesitant to pay a higher rate. So that's a, a much, 
I'm, I know I'm going to deliver and I know they're going to promote if they know they're getting 50%. So that's what we're doing. So put that out there, print it. Let's get going. We're going to be doing a lot of signings moving forward though, until the big guy's ready to go. Brandon, I don't take gear, buddy. I take feed me more nutrition and I'm on TRT in the normal mid normal, uh, upper mid normal healthy range. So I don't take gear. I don't know what else to tell you on that. And if I did, I would tell you guys exactly what I took. So, uh, Damien, that's not the case. I don't think that's the case at all, Damien, with John. Uh, you're going to start, you want to start uh, watching AEW. I know I do not have high estrogen as well. My estrogen has always been in the, the normal range on that. Uh, just watch on Wednesday night. I think they're hope you find who you like and then Google their matches or YouTube their matches after. We talk about Bray Wyatt uh, all up front, guys. Thank you very much, Green Goblin. That's when you're honest and transparent with people, you're always going to receive a lot of hate still from people that won't accept it. So, but in that, you receive love from the people that genuinely like you. And that's what you try to focus on more often than not. I've been in front of a lot of, uh, I've been in front of a lot of, uh, hold on, we're going to get rid of them. A lot of loud crowds. I don't, I couldn't tell you the loudest crowd. There's been so many, I'll tell you though, uh, I say that, but then I'm going to go ahead and give you a crowd. Um, the one that was on Sacramento, <clears throat> and this happened in a few places, but this is the one that I remember they call actually happened. Jim Ross was in the ring with CM Punk in which my music hits and I come out and I think it was the first time I got my hands on Punk finally. Um, and Cena came out, Punk uh, powdered and left the ring. Cena was injured with all that goofy arm tape on his arm. Uh, and he came out and gave him a really shitty punch and then threw him in the ring. And then I uh, meat hooked uh, Punk and then picked him up for shell shock. But when I, when I clotheslined him, the camera on the hard cam on the floor was shaking, which if you Google it or YouTube it, you'll see. Um, the crowd was absolutely going apeshit. And uh, that right there just comes to mind. That happened, I mean, for a year straight on various places at different times. A lot of things with the shield got monster pops and uh, arena shaking pops. And I was, dude, it was, I'm very grateful for all that. And it's a combination of the talent and on both sides, not just me, the talent in, in both sides, the story being told, you know, in the, in the, in the situation. And, I, and I'm smart enough to realize that. So, and I was put in some really good situations, but delivered fully on it. Uh, yeah, I've had, how long, this is a pretty funny one. How much time do you think you've had Ziggler in the stalling suplex position? Which reminds me, I got it. He just texted me the other day. He's coming to Vegas for a comedy show and asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and then he's having a party here in September, like a three-day party. So I'm, I'll probably see him at the party for sure. I got to see about the comedy gig. I don't think I want to do anything on the show. I don't really care. Um, I would, I just, if I go, I'd go watch it though. Um, that really, I got to return his text. Thank you for sending that. Uh, but the, the statement is, how much time do you think you've had Ziggler in the stalling suplex position altogether? At one raw, you had him up, um, 
throughout the majority of a commercial break. Yeah, I used to do stuff like that with him just to pop each other because that move actually, the blood does rush to your head and it gets really hard. It, so that move is actually a stalling suplex is actually, is I didn't get tired in a stalling suplex because what I would do is once I got the guy up, the guys, I would rest my body into his body and then I would, I would keep him as straight as possible as I could while he, they have to use their hand and post and keep themselves like an arrow. And some guys are better at it than others, but it takes them more energy. The longer that that goes, than it does the, than it does for the person doing it. So that was uh, always one of the ribs as I would hold him up there for a long period of time. What else we got going on? Thank you very much. Take it easy, buddy. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, I'd like to come back as a baby face. Everything with my business is uh, baby face. I love playing the heel, but it's... um. It's a lot of fun, and I think, and it depends, and I'm not against it, but I think having a brand and a business, and unfortunately how serious some people take this stuff, it's just, you know, but at the end of the day, it's physical acting, and I will, uh, I can, I can, I think if the role is is the right role, I would definitely take a look at it. Just listen to the, Richard says, just listen to the right Baxel theme on YouTube again. It's badass. My honest opinion, both entrances are kick-ass. Just goes to show you when Ryback music hits, it's over. Thank you very much, buddy. Unfortunately, when that Ryback Axel music hit, 99% of the time, if we lost, Curtis Axel was taking that pinfall. And that was not by they always told him to take it. That's why I call it my punishment period because they didn't want to job but they didn't want to job me out all the time, but they had me part of the losing team. Uh, and me and Axel always used to joke about that. Every once in a blue moon, it was like they would come over, they would literally. And it would make it, it was like one time it was against Usos. They wanted me to put over the Usos. And like, they, obviously, Usos have always been booked well. They've been booked better at times than others. Um, but like, I, I never ever had a problem with any of it. But I always used to laugh. Axel used to just take the finish the majority of the time. And I used to tell, I go, this is my punishment period. You got to take this. <laughs> uh Yeah, absolutely. 19-inch arms are huge. Don't get confused. The majority of people don't have big arms. And the majority of people on social media where their arms are larger are taking uh, steroids and their arms are nowhere near that size, anywhere near that size. Uh, the loud crowd pop was CM Punk versus Vince. Oh, maybe that. There were multiples. There was also one with Jim Ross, too. So I don't know, but maybe that, yeah, I think you are right now that you say that. Thank you for correcting me on that. Because I think Punk had him up in GTS and drops him, and then Vince is selling in the back of the ropes. I've technically saved Vince's ass on TV. Matt Helms, thank you very much. Yeah, dude, drinking Dwight Ryback, do you recommend drinking the finish it while working on a postal route delivering? Absolutely. The finish it BCAs and with the electrolytes in there, Absolutely. I think in, you put them into your life where they're convenient for you that fit in with you. 
But I, I'm a big believer in taking two to four servings of that a day, which is why we have that on there. I think it's very, very beneficial. And you guys can save 31% on Feed Me More Nutrition until midnight Pacific tonight for the final day of the month, the 31st of July. You can save 31% with discount code SATURDAY31, SATURDAY31 on feedmemore.com. Thank you very much, Bryce, uh, for the very nice comment. Uh, and see, you love my honesty on everything, especially WWE. Thank you very much. Yeah, me and Bobby Lashley would have fantastic match matches. Bobby is very, very talented. I, 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 I like Bobby Lashley a lot. I like Bobby Lashley, and I always have, and I respect Bobby a lot um, because Bobby's a very hard worker. And I respect guys that put a lot of effort and work into their body um, away from the ring. And, and Bobby, it is not easy being that size and having great conditioning. And I know that firsthand and the amount of work that it takes. Um, so I'm very happy to see Bobby have been able to go back after he had his differences. Um, and uh, I don't agree with a lot, his booking at times uh, prior to all this. I think he's being booked very, very well right now, though. And he should have always been booked in a role like this, um, whether he's champion or not. And I'm very, very fond uh, of Bobby's work. Eventually, we will have more stuff, yes, for Feed Me More Nutrition. I got the two sweets, the next one coming out, guys. I've continued to deliver new products and new flavors. You got to be patient with this stuff. This is big business and a lot of money on the line with a lot of things. And I feel like every time I come out with something new, you guys are asking me right away. It, and so just... Be patient, please, and understand when the new flavors come out, the new flavors will come out. I've got a new supplement coming out, though, Too Sweet, our uh, blood sugar support formula. It's like a glucose support insulin optimizer, uh, and that will be coming out in the upcoming months. Uh, who would win in a fight, Paul Heyman or Stephanie McMahon? Uh, Stephanie McMahon, 100%. Did not, no questions asked. Stephanie's done tr training and, and some different MMA training. Um, and just Stephanie, just no doubt. No doubt. If you even, if you gave me a lion-sized Paul Heyman, which he's, a, well, he's like a walrus, so he's bigger than a lion already. But just if Stephanie was the size of a rabbit and Paul's still a walrus, Stephanie still gnaws away. She would do the same thing that Brock would. She'd scurry up the leg. She'd probably, she'd cut him along the way. The gravy would start pouring out and then she'd get him on his main jugular and it'd be game over. Uh, I've never hung out with, I've talked to and met them many times, but I've never actually hung out with Hogan, Taker, or Flair. Flair may have been like in a bar or something that we were in, but I've never actually like sat and like drank with them or anything. All right. Another super chat, Sonny Lamont says, hey, big guy, I have a question. Do you like sport fishing, rod and reel? Nope, 
I'm uh, and I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I hate it when people post pictures of like smiling with fish uh, and, and torturing those things. And I've never been a fan of fishing um, or anything like that. And I never, any, even when I ate meat and stuff, when I would see that, I'd feel really bad. And I, I these things, and they have like, no joke. And this isn't, these fish are like, are loving creatures and have families underwater. And you're literally, you're torturing them. And it really, I, I honestly, if the entire fishing industry went bankrupt and out of business, I'd be happy. I don't think, and I, hopefully it does at some point in time. And anybody that participates in it, I just think are pieces of shit. I really do. I think it takes a very special piece of shit to do stuff like that. And I don't care if it was taught to you by your dad or your family. I think they're pieces of shit. Like, I hate it. It's just causing suffering that we don't need to cause. And we have a choice. And, you know, so hopefully, you know, get a find a good vegan fish and you can get off that shit. I appreciate the super chat, but, man, I really hate it. I can't I can't stress that enough to you. I don't I, I think it's horrible. Oh, I'm sure there's a few people that could uh, that could um, eat a cheat meal pretty pretty close. I could eat a lot of food though. Uh, so I don't. I, I think I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know off the top of my head who would. I'm sure Braun can eat a fair amount. Braun seems like he he can he can go pretty hard. Haha! <laughs> Great story about playing my theme song as a postal worker. That's awesome. Uh, and I don't know what the, not everyone has a choice. Everyone has a, a choice on their diet. Uh, a vegan diet is actually cheaper if you eat and cook your food. That's the problem is people have got now, we, we're or gotten too lazy. Going and buying in lentils, rice and beans, quinoa, all these different foods you could buy for much cheaper than all your processed foods and all the meats that you're paying for. I promise you, buying your fruits and vegetables, it's actually cheaper to do vegan and cook. Now, if you're buying processed food, that, that could be, it could be very expensive. But if you actually learn to cook, which is the issue, people have, we've, we have been sold this easy life from the beginning. That's why it takes work. I promise you it's actually cheaper. It's one of the nice things I found out along the way. And I go, oh, when I actually cook my food and cook my rice and beans and steam my vegetables in advance and then mix my stuff together, I can eat way cheaper than if I buy the processed versions. So let that be a lesson. Uh, tough Taylor, thank you for the super chat. Hi, Ryback. Would you face Jeff Hardy in a match? Absolutely. I've already I've wrestled with Jeff before on an independent show. I, I like I love Jeff a lot, man. I love all wrestlers. Uh, Uncle Snizzle, thank you for the super chat. Your thoughts on Roman's missionary promo on Cena? Is it me or is Roman on fire? I, I did see that. I actually saw it when he said it live or for the show when it aired here in Vegas, and uh, I thought it was very well done. And he's in a position now where I don't know if it was written for him or not. I would I'd be led to believe that it probably was or that he at least had it in his head prior uh, to going out there. No doubt. No doubt that, that regardless. If, but if it wasn't in the actual uh, verbiage, uh, he just put that in there, which is very possible because John's done that to people. And they're told, like, and I've been a part of that where you're literally – he sits in the writer's room and they write his 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 burns on you and you're not allowed to come back on that. Literally told, don't come back. And it's so, 
um, it, it would be nice if the tables are turned, which is why I think Punk got away with a lot because he was in a top position, and which is why you saw guys able to 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 put him in his place at promo wise or to keep up, you know, with with the verbiage, which is all gibbered. I like it when it just is back and forth. And that I think it's a heel too. You always leave them, you leave the baby face as a professional, the last one. Right. There's working ways around that and everything. But uh I I'm a big fan of everything Roman is able to do now. Um and I think if Roman is uh able to speak freely, if that truly wasn't I think he he does very, very well against John because Roman uh can present a lot of facts that he, he's he's privy to um that would, would be very good promos. Um based off of his understanding and knowing of, of things. Um, so, yeah, and I, I, I'm looking forward to this interaction with them, and uh, I hope they have a, at least one or two really, really good promo segments face-to-face. Um, and I think it, I think it's going to no doubt be top-quality uh, entertainment at the very least. I'm very happy for Roman's success. I like, I like Roman Reigns a lot, and I always have. You'll never, ever hear me ever say anything bad. I have a lot of respect for Roman. And he works, he's, 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 and I see people are always going to give flack towards guys that are used in those top p- positions, but he's, he's always delivered in that. Um, even though I do, I believe uh, there should be many more guys in that top position. Um, I think there should be, you know, ideally six to eight guys that, that could be interchangeable in that top position that just you run with who's hot naturally. Um, and it creates for better TV, but under the current, um, structure of the company he's always played that role very very well and he's he's always stayed very humble um and uh i've always liked roman a lot i never had any problem ever uh working with roman and um i always enjoyed helping them out early on because i i i honestly believed in even though it came at my expense at times i already knew what was going on with me behind the scenes with my legal stuff so it was at least with three guys that i liked that i knew um it was it was going to be worth it in the end. There's nothing worth worse worse than putting guys over than the company doesn't do anything with. At least in this case, I could say that me putting over the shield early on their first real feud multiple times and getting power bombed and them costing me the title and the whole storyline that never really was finished. I will say though, it makes me proud. At least they got pushed properly. Um, and that energy was at least paid off on their end and not not disposed of. Hello, hello. <clears throat> uh, people don't hate Cena because of that reason. That's a Mark opinion on that. Honestly, that's literally just a Mark opinion on yours. Most of the guys don't care about titles like you would think. I mean, some might, but not the majority don't. The majority know the deal. I promise you, though, people, though, don't hate Cena because they never won as many titles as him. Cena's never won a title, guys. And that's that's in pro wrestling. Nobody ever actually wins a title. You play roles. It's physical acting. I can't stress this enough. Good question here. What is or what are my thoughts on AEW getting some of these really great superstars from WWE? And are WWE making problems for themselves in the future, tossing these stars out? Um, yeah, I don't. I think it, every every name that AEW can get, I think is is awesome. Um, 
and obviously then the issue comes in, you want to be able to work these guys in to storylines and debuts. Um, but I think it's a good thing and they will be able to. And then we talked about this early on. What's going to happen is AEW's roster is getting stacked as time goes on. And the guys that you saw early on that first year of the show, a lot of those guys will be off the show and they'll be on the other shows, which is fine. This is, this is, this is how it should be. And it is being on TV is a, is an like you, like if you're on TV, you're a star. And that's the way AEW didn't have that luxury because they they only had a handful of guys and the rest they took from the independents. And I always put them over for them surviving that period. All those guys, it, it was a group effort on that. But now we're getting into the, now they're getting the names, which we talked about this was going to happen. And everyone's like, no, no, don't sign. You need names. You need as many guys as humanly possible. And those guys help you build up new stars within the promotion over time. And I think the ratings, and I firmly believe this, and I said this last year, at some point I said AEW is going to beat WWE in the ratings. And they're getting closer and closer. And it's going to happen. Super chat, Sonny. Thank you again, Sonny Lamont. Thank you for always being honest, big guy. Another question. Who is your favorite tag team partner and why? Uh, Axel, me and because me and Axel, just fun, loving, great human being. Um, we had great chemistry together, always laughing. Uh, I wish, I wish we had a tag title run uh, together. Uh, I really wish we had that moment together. It would have really meant a lot. Um, and he's one of the people I still talk to. Uh, I always love Dolph tagging with Dolph. Dolph was always a lot of fun. Um, and just whatever scenario, we didn't tag a lot. But I know we tagged at a couple points uh, together, um, and no, nothing ever long, long. But uh, other than that, and then I was just in mixed tags and things. You you do random tags, but Curtis Axel is the only real true answer to that. Thank you very much, buddy. I can't wait to be back on TV, also, and back in wrestling. And uh, I've been very blessed to have an opportunity to get my health back, and uh, I feel like, like I said, I haven't aged. Uh, I've, I've stayed forever young, um, and hopefully stay forever young for a long, long time. Uh, good question here. How was trying to learn some of those high flying moves, uh, such as the corkscrew splash on Rusev, uh, at ringside, which was done perfectly. So you ready for this? The corkscrew plancha that I did to Rusev on Raw Live, I had never done ever before in my life. That was the first time I had ever done that move. And I thank you for the compliment. It was perfect. It honestly was about as perfect as it can get. Um, not to say that it would happen every time, but I, I knew it's this stuff is not – I know how to do flips. I don't know if people understand that. Like I, I've, and you, Every wrestler, you learn how to do front flips right off the bat. So I could do front flip stuff, no problem. But like the back flip stuff, I had to go learn because I just never learned it. As a kid, I never did them. I never learned it. Um, and I had to overcome a little bit of a fear going backwards. I learned how to do back flips in, I believe, like 30 or 40 minutes um, and did a variation of, of different flips onto stuff. And I go, oh, this is really easy. I have no interest of necessarily doing those, uh, any, not at least a lot in matches. I think if it was like a, a big time pay-per-view, and it was psychology-wise made sense to go for something, maybe. 
But even that, I'm just like, eh. But that kind of stuff is is really the the dives and all that stuff coming down. I'm very heavy and I'm very muscular. Um, and I've always been good on that stuff. And I, like doing the big splash that I do, I think I do a very good big splash. Um, but when I come down, I'm not landing on the guy. I land on my knees and on my arms, on my forearms. They slap the mat and it takes a lot. It, it puts a lot of abuse on your body. And I do that so that my weight doesn't crush the guy. And that's not to say you don't hit the guy and make a little contact, but that's how I, I've, there's a lot of skill that goes into a lot of this stuff that people that you don't just fall on the guy flat weight. You'll kill him. You could break his ribs. You can. So you, in order to do that move safely and be big, you got to come down on your hands and knees, your forearms and knees on that. But like it's, <clears throat> I have so many other moves I could do too. And I, I have a lot, I know a lot of moves. I love moves. It's just a matter. I like doing moves that I like that. I, I'm, I really believe and I've learned my lesson in doing the backpack stunner. I'll never do things that sacrifice my health ever again. <clears throat> it's always going to come down to the booking and, and stars, but you got to, so hold on. And I'm going to bring up a good point. You got to understand too with the promotions because I, I I get upset when I hear fans get upset with people hiring older wrestlers or like you got there's a difference age is nothing age unless you're talking about a guy that's no longer uh, working uh, a good qual like able to go out there and really work but like most wrestlers the prime of their careers are in their forties and it always has been that way but a lot of the guys. It comes down to their ability to their wrestling and their their work rate to go out there to like perform on a consistent basis and in, in different things. But you don't have like there's a difference between a promotion. WCW was a different animal. Those guys were all making way more money than today's wrestlers make. The the salary that was that was a once in a lifetime thing that happened in wrestling where guys were making WCW got themselves into into a predicament of paying guys. And way more. I'm not saying I'm happy. Everyone should always make as much as possible, but it has to be warranted. They have to be bringing that revenue back through merchandising, long term. And I think all those guys all did at different points, no doubt. But I, it wasn't just them. I think those guys were the big stars. But you got to make sure everybody's drawing in a certain level of money. And I think salaries just got too high overall with that. And I think today's salaries are too low in that. And I think that the, today's salaries could still be a lot higher with that. But the uh, I don't see that being the case with a lot of the talent that at least everyone's in their prime pretty much right now. That is going like Christian coming back. Christian always could go, and Christian Christian can still go. Right? I'm happy. Like he needs to be on TV. That guy deserves to be on TV. So things like that. Like so, I, I think it's in the, the talent WWE is letting go are guys in their prime. So this is like a, a rare opportunity to scoop up a bunch of top quality talent. That is going to help raise the the elevate the rest of the talent on the show, and it's going to make the guys the Darby Allens and the Orange Cassidys. These guys are going to become bigger stars, the Jungle Boys, because these guys are on the programming, mixing it up with them. It's always you need names, and you look at it. UFC, the guys. I told you I, this. The, Khabib didn't become as big of a star until he beat Conor McGregor, because you need the big names, right? And and all like. Dustin Poirier, same thing. A much bigger name now that he's beaten Connor twice. You need names. 
it's always been the formula. The Hogan dust thing is a real thing. And you can't make names from nothing. It, you'll never be able to maximize it. And it's just the way that it is. Block that person. Check out for your pain, joint pain, uh, or one, two, three muscle joint tendon. Um, it is absolutely, it, it, it's fantastic uh, for that. We have turmeric uh, for the muscle inflammation, uh, turmeric. Uh, for the inflammation, supercissus for the tendons, tendon inflammation, and to, to help with tendon uh, repair, as well as acetylmere uh, stoliate uh, for joints and arthritis. Um, and norangin is also an antioxidant that is very good for inflammation as well. Um, there And there's no other company giving you all those ingredients. And that's why I call it one, two, three for muscle joint tendon. It's literally a, a pain management formula. So check that out. And, and again, you guys could save 31% until midnight tonight for it being the last day of the month, July 31st. We're giving you 31% off until midnight Pacific. Feed me more nutrition on feedmemore.com with discount code SATURDAY31. SATURDAY31 to save 31% until midnight Pacific. Take advantage. Stock up on your Feed Me More Nutrition, guys. We don't do these big sales all the time like that. Take advantage of them. And with that, guys. I'm going to wrap up today's show. I'm deep into this fast. I got to get some more work done. I appreciate your time and energy as always. Let's have a good one, my friends. I'll try to get on tomorrow night if I can. Stay hungry and feed me more. <laughs>